Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. So, what did you think of Marvel's Infinity War two months later, just about? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. So a month and a half, I think. A month and a half. So yeah, it's been it's been a, a close to two months since, since I saw it. I didn't get a chance to see it again yet. I've been really wanting to see it again. I think it's one of those things where I'll enjoy the little moments a little bit more. Um, honestly, my my first take on it was it was a really bold movie that only a a franchise that has spent ten years building up goodwill with its fan base could have possibly pulled off. As opposed to everything DC has been trying in less right. than five years, I think. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, um, I have a feeling... Should we? Is this just a spoiler podcast, by the way? Not yet. Uh, I'm just going to say, though, I have a feeling, because I liked the movie, but I do have a feeling that we're going to end up having a shtick. And that shtick is going to be you're the one that loves everything fanboys are supposed to fanboy over. And I'm going to be the jaded contrarian that's always in some ways opposed to everything everyone else loves. This is going to happen. This is this is going to be this is already the trend. Shtick, isn't it? Yeah. Because one of the first things that occurred well it, it Towards the end of the movie, I had a realization, and I reflected back to the only other cinematic anything I've known to be this ambitious, and that is Godzilla Destroy All Monsters, where Toho took a bunch of their monsters, be they from Godzilla movies or other monster movies, and it was like, we're just going to have a whole bunch of them together. And I remember hearing this idea, and for a couple of years I've been looking forward to seeing this movie till I finally got it on VHS. I was expecting nothing but monsters fighting. And there was so much plot to this movie. And because it's a Godzilla movie of the 60s or 70s, it's not good plot. And the fight towards the end was really not all that entertaining. And now because that I'm it's in a, just guys in suits knocking over cardboard cutouts of buildings. Oh no, no no no! See, normally those kinds of fights are still entertaining because it's wrestling. But the problem is, I've seen better fights in other movies, right. and this is supposed to be like nonstop monster fighting. As an adult, I understand that Toho did not have the money to do the movie I, as a ten or twelve year old, wanted made. But Disney does. And that's the thing coming today, where now I, as an adult, realize I don't think I want a movie that has non-stop action sequences, and I would never have realized this if I hadn't seen Infinity War, which 10 or 12 year old me would think this is the greatest movie that has ever been made. Yes. Now, I, I cherish and be best remember the smaller character moments and if there's any reason I'm looking forward to Infinity War Part 2 it's because I feel like you need to have more character development in the second part given where the first movie leaves off. And, and so part of this is, and I don't think we're really getting into spoiler territory here part of what I've, some of the commentary I've heard is 
that your your favorite characters will also determine uh, what how you felt about the character development in the movie. So people who aren't big Chris Hemsworth as Thor fans, which I don't understand that those people exist. Do those people <laughs> actually exist? Um, well, there's two kinds of Thor now. There's pre-Ragnarok and post-Ragnarok. And well, I, I mean, not getting too much into that, I feel like this movie did a good job of actually blending that. Where you they did they they, did. they Ragnarok was got a little bit silly, and they yeah. let you the were they anyway continuing on without getting too much into the weeds <laughs> on this. Um, so, for example, if Thor is one of your favorite Avengers, like me, then you thought this movie had great oh, or the Guardians. I really like I, Thor and the Guardians are some of my favorite characters. Um, then you probably thought this movie had some great character moments and you you were really into it. Um, if you were hoping for more Captain America or Black Panther... Speaking of characters that are barely in the movie... Um, like... You didn't really... You didn't really get what you, what you came for, kind of. Uh, yeah. Especially in terms of character where... They they got everybody in there, um, but they they really yeah, Thor, Rocket, um, Thanos, obviously, um, Spider Man, yeah, uh, and and Iron Man, Doctor th- Strange too, Doctor Strange. But I feel like those were those were really your central characters, Doctor Strange, Thanos, Thor, Iron Man, and select Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Select. Um, you know, I mean, just sort of in the same order that they are in the, in the Guardians movies. Um, Drax gets some great sort of dry comedy. Yes. Um, and, uh, well, Rocket was a little bit surprising. Yeah. Rocket, like, trying to be the captain and, like, you know, trying to talk to Thor and all of that like I thought that was a really especially uh, it's especially even, in Guardians 2 Rocket is so uh, is just so sort contrary. of retreading old ground sort of it's, it's, I, I stole these batteries because I don't know they were shiny and I stole them because I'm still a bad guy and now there's an armada chasing or rather, I'm still an anti-hero yeah but whatever because yeah. I'm cool uh, but, and now he's yeah but no you have now he's um, the mature one on the ship no, he's, yeah 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 <laughs> He, he, he needed two character arcs. Um, I think that's actually the weird thing. Is I feel like Peter Quill was actually one of the weaknesses of the movie. I don't think Peter Quill's been as strong for me since the first Guardians film, oddly enough. Because Guardians 2, I wasn't so... Eh. I think... I liked, I liked Guardians 2 on reflection. But he's sort of... He's really kind of plays up some of the man-child... Uh, Here, tendencies yeah, yeah. In, uh, in, Gar- in, in, in Infinity in, War. Infinity War. Um, but jumping in, though, I do think a lot of the actual story elements are focused on Thanos. And I think that was a good choice for yeah. a film that is inevitably bringing people together. Because Loki, we had the advantage of already knowing him from the first Thor film. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't need to really develop him much further than we did. It was more he was largely an excuse for other characters to interact, and it was a benefit that his um, relation with Thor already gave a little level of depth and 
personal element to the conflict. Are we talking about the um, first Avengers? Yeah, yeah, and we already have an understanding of his motivation. He, 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 he kind of wants to be a king or a ruler. He wants to be something greater than, you know, what he is. Um, now, Thanos comes in, and all we know is he's this big guy that we've been afraid of this whole time. Uh, Gamora says all these negative things, but we don't know his... Um, we don't know his motivation and we get his motivation and we start to understand that he does not see we most people will disagree with his methods I probably should say sane people would disagree with his methods but you never know you never know Um, and I think it's also instinctual to disagree with his methods but he feels he is being perfectly logical and perfectly unbiased. So, and he, he... And what I think what actually makes it work, too, the more I, I sort of dug into some of the, the conversation around Thanos' motivations after the movie, is there is actually real-world historical basis... For his line of thinking, like and, this isn't just something that somebody came up with. This is actual people have have sort of proposed these ideas, which we're still in the spoiler-free section, so we're not going to get too into them. But this is not this crazy out of left field. No person, no. But he's a zealot. Um, he is a hundred percent committed. He has a belief system, and he is a hundred percent committed no matter what, and nothing is going to change his mind. Or, or dissuade him from this path. Yeah. And so Marvel did a good job with him. They spent a lot of time to make him as, well, as good as they could. And it's a bit clumsy, but I do like how they tried to take his decision and set similar choices up with all of the other character pairings. Hmm. They tried to create a, a level of theme there. And that is where I will say I do have a lot of respect for the Russo brothers because like Civil War had it, man. Civil War gave you a situation where you can see both sides, Tony's side, Captain's side, and it's like, I understand both, but my preference would be towards this person. Right. Um, and for me, like, the, the, the greatest thing is, I, I, in my opinion, Captain is right. I would not trust well, a governing body, but he proves he himself is fallible as a human being, and therefore, there is no trustworthy, like, and source. And I think that was actually, so, so just, just a real quick note on that. That was a movie where they, in a way, they made them both wrong by the end yes, of the movie. by the end of the movie, because Cap himself proved he is not an unbiased party. And it's actually, uh, it's interesting that you mention the different pairings and how, how they make similar choices. Um, and this goes on to, to Thor being one of my favorite characters, um, if not my favorite Marvel character. Uh, and I, I hadn't really noticed it, it watching the movie, but, but hearing you say that, where Thor... In contrast to Thanos, Thor makes the decision to potentially sacrifice himself. Thanos makes the decision to sacrifice someone else. 
We'll have to jump into spoiler territory to discuss that. Soon, we'll have to let's not do it. Let's not but do it yet. You, you see, you see narrative parallels like that. Um, you you see that also in the. Um, there's a lot of sacrifice going on, obviously. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You see that also with the um, similar similar ideas with with how the Wanda Vision pairing works out and how. Uh, the, exactly the, what I mean. Yeah, this is the, the stuff Doctor I want to get into. I wanted to get this stuff further into spoiler territory. I just want yeah, to mention there's themes here. Yeah, they're, they're, they really they did so much with this movie. Having recently watched watched Justice League, where you have an underdeveloped massive CGI villain, and you have really no sense of narrative other than things happen and then other things happen and more stuff happens. Because that's our how it had to happen, uh, and we're gonna have as many moments where we hope to goodness that people cheer when Aquaman makes a quip and stabs an alien, which was kind of cool. Uh, but no. it was anyway. It, but but so now obviously that that goes back to the whole idea of spending a decade yeah. building this up. Versus, you know, spending having spent a couple years and then just kind of throwing the spaghetti at the wall, um, yeah, and then firing Zack Snyder after you throw the spaghetti at the wall, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, is is there much else to say without getting into some plot points here? Because um, this is this is, I mean, if I, you haven't, if you've been steering clear of spoilers, if you're waiting for the home video release or something, one, I highly, I. I tip my hat to you because it's nearly impossible to avoid spoilers at this point but also this is a is a movie that really it's it's great to go into it unspoiled um there's just a lot it's once you get into spoilers i'm actually going to disagree with that but there's a very specific reason why um, um but no 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 um I'm going to say, just to summarize, because yeah, I mean, we're 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 quite a few minutes well, in already. Chris went into the into the movie spoiled. So. I did, and I think I was better for it, and I'll explain well, why. But on, I just want to summarize, like, for me, it's a, this is a good movie. If you've watched enough of the different Avengers films leading up to this, and by that I mean like Marvel Cinematic Universe, because you will not get any chance to the. None of these characters get developed, and the interactions, like, the first and second Avengers films both have more characterization and interaction than this, because you don't even have anything like the hammer on the table in Age of Ultron. So, it's good to, I would say, for introductions, you want to watch Avengers itself, Civil War, because that has, like, all the old characters. Right. So, minimal, minimal requirements... First Avengers, Civil War, um, a couple Spider-Man, Thor, Doctor Strange, and Thor Ragnarok. And Thor Ragnarok, yeah. And of course, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I would not bother with 2. Yeah, 2 doesn't play heavily, factor heavily in, unless you want to like get deep into analyzing Peter Quill's emotional state or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, I can't... Th- I'm trying to think if there's any other major characters, but I think that should be a good minimal number of movies required if you if, if you need If you it. just want to be able to enjoy it and you know who... Oh, all shoot. The- uh, what... See, I saw this before I saw Black Panther, and the day I came back from the movies, I, 
I saw the second half of Black Panther. I would say thing, read the, read the Wikipedia entry on Black Panther. Not to say the mo- the movie's bad, but I will. I, I find it funny. I came in at the midpoint of Black Panther, and it felt like an entire movie start to finish, just very truncated. Oh, that the midpoint. I came in at the midpoint. Yeah. And from then on, it's like, I, what happens at the beginning of this movie? Because this feels like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I really, I really, I've seen, I've seen Black Panther like five times now um, for various reasons. When I've seen it three times and I've listened to it one time as it played in a tablet behind me in a car. Uh but, Just be honest, your eldest son is his favorite character. Yeah, I am. I know, my eldest son, Black Panther, is his favorite character. We've been Black Panther fans since... Civil War. No. We've been no. Black Panther fans since Avengers Earth Mightiest Hero cartoon. Oh! So we're okay. like... Now, he was like three when he saw that. <laughs> so like, he's like an OG Black Panther fan, as far as I'm concerned. He was three years old. Within this generation of children. Within this generation of children. And, like, I spent, like, $20 on, like, this really chintzy Black Panther figure. Because you couldn't get Black Panther action figures. And now Black Panther is everywhere. You can get everything. You guys went to the movie with him in costume. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway. No, not saying Black Panther is a bad movie. Just that it... It's not necessary. And it's not necessary. If you know a little bit about the character, you know what Wakanda is. You know who the Black Panther is, who the Dormelage are. I mean, the only reason set. I would recommend it is so you at least have an understanding of where all this sci-fi advanced technology comes from. And you, and you get a taste of it in Civil War. You get this idea. Yeah, but not to the extent that... Well, no. That, but you, you, get to, you get to yeah. see it at the end where you, you can tell... When they're when he's with Bucky at the end of Civil War, yeah. But even then, I'm watching the yeah, Infinity War. And I'm like, what the hell technology is this? Yeah. But anyway, so like I said, read the Wikipedia entry on. Watch the movies. Chris said what Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, Civil War, um, Doctor Strange, Doc- Spider Man, Doctor Strange and Spider Man. Well, um, technically, you don't need Spider Man because he's in Civil War as well. But I'm okay. This this is this is Peter Parker. He is no longer Tom Holland. He is Peter Parker. He needs to get his name changed legally. He cannot be anything else. You know he's British. It doesn't matter. He's <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> like after like my mentality coming into this is you know what this could be where I'm done with Marvel movies and I no longer feel obligated to see them for any reason. I'll go keep seeing Spider-Man movies because he is so good in this role. Uh, he's he's really, you know. A- anyway, I, that's that being said, I, I for somebody if you love superhero movies, there is no more. There's no movie that is more a superhero movie than Infinity War. <laughs> and it's okay, worth seeing. I will specify comic book movie. Comic book superhero movie. Right. This is actually. No, that's that is something I said. This is the purest distillation of these sort of comic book mega events, Secret Wars, Infinity Gauntlet, um, you know, the the DC stuff like Crisis on Infinite Earths and all of that. This is the purest distillation you you have have seen of of putting that on a screen. Uh, actually, it's funny when I said that Crisis. It actually reminds me a little bit more of Crisis on Infinite Earths for some reason. Than actually the Infinity Gauntlet. 
But that's there's a lot of reasons I can see. We'll probably jump into it once we hit spoilers. But, yeah. Um, I mean, basically, if I'm the curmudgeon that's getting sick of Marvel movies and doesn't really think they're anything great anymore, and I'm saying, yeah, you'll probably oh. enjoy, you'll enjoy, you'll probably enjoy it. And one more note: if you've been turned off by some of the quippiness and the over humor of like Thor Ragnarok, or where every dramatic moment gets undercut by a joke. Oh, no, 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 no. This... I think Infinity War it does a great job of dialing that back to an appropriate level. Knows where a quip is okay and knows where right. you don't make any. Right, and it also... It's, it's a distinction I've made before with the humor in these movies where there are jokes that are funny to the audience but not to the characters. Where it's not like Tony Stark quipping is Tony Stark trying to be funny. Or something like that. Whereas, uh, spoiler, minor, tiny, tiny, tiny little spoiler. Thor calling Rocket Raccoon Rabbit. Um, is or funny. Groot Tree. Or Groot Tree. <laughs> rabbit and Tree. Um, like, that's not necessarily funny to the characters, but it's funny to the audience. And there's a good balance of that where they keep the quippiness to the minimum. They don't undercut the drama with humor, but they... They keep enough of that in there to 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 keep it from keep it light at like not light at any point, but really it's a, it's just a good balance of humor and action. Um, I, I will say I'm a little disappointed that there doesn't seem to be all that much teenage group. But then again, he's teenage group, so of course he's going to want to hide and not be <laughs> involved all that much. But um, teenage group even gets some good character moments. He does. He does. Um, but. With that said, yeah, let's move on to spoilers. Especially because we're like 20 minutes into this thing and most everyone's like, come on, we've seen the movie already. We know what you're alluding to, so spoiler time. Spoiler time. Alright, so going back to why I would have been angry if I didn't know the spoilers, and it's because I got Infinity Gauntlet for Christmas, I read it, and I know that everyone that gets quote-unquote killed comes back. So... Knowing ahead of time that half the cast gets dusted, if I had not known that in the theater and I saw this, I would have walked out, out, out of, okay, yeah, I would have walked out of the theater and just been like, "They're all gonna come back. There's no stakes. They're just coming back. I don't buy this. This is crap. It's bullcrap. It's it, it's fake. It's false. It's fake news. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I think now I, um, I read a really good take on this that sort of split the audience into three tiers. Um, and tier the top tier is basically us. Um, we've read the comics. We are we are up on the sort of the meta conversation when Black Panther two is coming out. When the next Spider Man movie is coming out. Uh, the you know the financials that obviously there's no way that it's, they're killing off the Black Panther made a billion dollars in his solo film they're not yeah, killing we off. know there's a new Spider-Man in development and you know there's a, right so that, so we're the, sort of like the, the the highest tier so so none of this means anything to us right yeah um, in the middle you have people who are adults who kind of understand how these movies work and so this might be. These are some people who might be a little bit... Well, maybe they are going to leave Spider-Man and Black Panther and all these characters dead. Maybe they're going to figure something out. They're going to do these movies a different way. 
And then you have at the bottom, you have like the kids who go to see this movie. And if you are a kid, if you're like a 10 year old kid and you saw this, this movie, this is traumatic. Spider Man is dead. Do you understand? Spider Man is not just dead. dead. Crumbled to dust in Tony Stark's he arm. He takes so long to be so scared and to say things like, I'm not ready. Like, he is so frightened and it takes so long and he does such a good job of it that it's like oh god this is traumatizing and yeah if you are traumatizing to me I know he's coming back and I am traumatized so if you are a child you just watched one of your you're the child that's wearing the Spider-Man costume and you just watched your hero die yeah um and, and I think so I think that it works um so I have I have a my sister uh, who I'm sure doesn't listen to this podcast, but anyway, hi Deb. Um, <laughs> she doesn't like going into movies with big surprises like that without knowing. You first. know what? My mom hates the movie because of that. <laughs> so she like, hates it. She walked. She she comes up. She's like, "Don't see Anthony anymore. That movie was horrible." Like we watched Black Panther. She's like that movie was much better. And I'm like, "Why?" Because like, nobody died at the end. It's like Michael B. Jordan died. It's like, yeah, but he was the bad guy. <laughs> but but so like so I go see I, all these movies. I like draft her uh, like the Last Jedi. I like draft this big long spoiler email after I see the movie. Like Luke Skywalker dies and like all this other stuff. Like like you need to know this. Um, Otherwise, you're going to be upset. Are you right? Right? Or you know? So, so I had to go through. Okay, so at the end, you know, Black Panther, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, you know, uh, everybody gets uh, Star Lord. I'll get dusted. It's like the Transformers animated movie, but at least now you know they're coming back. <laughs> Whereas then they're like, nope, we're not making these toys no more. <laughs> Kill them off. Kill them off. Um, so yeah, so I think that's part of the conversation I, what I was more talking about from the spoiler perspective was was just sort of like this is a movie that makes it clear right away that there are people that are gonna die right Heindel yeah. and Loki die in the opening Very scene opening. And, the, and, the, and the first ten minutes of the movie you know, Loki slowly has the life crushed out of him by Thanos. They definitely tried to make it effective, too. They tried yeah. to make the, some of these... I forgot about... So I keep forgetting Heimdall, because he's also just kind of laying there. Right. So it's he, like, oh, yeah, he's in this movie. Yeah. Um, um, so he, he bites it. Um, so pre, pre-dusting, only three characters, Heimdall, right. Loki, and Gamora. Gamora. Gamora was a surprise to discover. And especially because she's one of the earlier um, pre, uh, pre shoot uh, pre dusting. She's one of the pre dustings, and that's what a lot yeah. of people are saying. It's like we don't know if the people that are pre dusting, you know, are really gonna, are really going to come back or not. I don't see why not because it's the the Infinity Gauntlet is like it, it it's got a gem for wishes. Like what? It is the God Glove, okay? Right. Like, there is... And that's one of the things that, like, you know right. Infinity Gauntlet can't do what it does in the comics. It was going to change based on how the comics went. It yeah. was going to be different no matter what, because the comics, you have all these God-level characters that can fight Thanos. Right, where you... Where they sort of... Um, they sort of 
uh, some people know they've basically eliminated all of them, right? Like yeah, so, like halfway through the the series of the story, like halfway through the story, everyone's dead except like the god characters. Well, no, I don't mean that in the original. I mean in like uh, like Odin gets a team together to fight Thanos. In the mm. Infinity Gauntlet. That's right, that's right. He gets all the different cultures. Or you gods. get like the Celestials, but the implication from um, Ego in Guardians 2 is that the Celestials are all dead. That's right, that's that right. He's that's the right. last Celestial. So, and, and, it, and it sort of plays into the timing of all this, right? Thanos has been, has been having his minions do everything, and now Odin's dead, the Celestials are dead. Uh, the last Celestial is dead. There's no one at his power level, essentially, to challenge him. And so now's the time to enact this plan. That's an interesting way of looking at it that I didn't consider. Yeah. Um, you know, besides the fact that everyone else has failed. And so, right, so you have, what, days, weeks after Odin's death. Yeah, or even Hela, if he was aware of Hela, that Hela would have been somebody of an Odin-level power. Yeah. Um... And it would have been curious. Would have been curious to see if, because Guardians Two ends with a teaser of Adam Warlock, but nobody knows if that's going to be happening in the next movie or not. Probably not. Uh, and so a lot of people are skeptical of it. And he figured heavily in the original comic. Now I figured in his place would be Doctor Strange figuring heavily in Part Two and stuff. And Doctor Strange is dusted. So. Right. I don't know what they're going to do. The I, only thing they teased is Captain Marvel's going to show up next time. Don't know if it's going to be Brie Larson. That's supposed to take place in the 90s, evidently. Yeah, I'm wondering... I, I I didn't know if we wanted to get into theories yet. That's true, we haven't fully talked about the movie about itself. About the movie itself. So let's talk about... Yeah, let's, I think we should, we should, right. we should talk so about let me, theories. Let me, let me so jump back to... The theme, thematic themes, elements. Thematic elements. So yeah, as, as, as you were leading on, and... So yeah, Thanos' objective is destroying half of the humanity unobjectively for the greater good. And that's the exact sort of choice that uh, the rest of the characters are left to make. Doctor Strange says, you know... If it comes down to it, I'll let you and the boy die, if it means stopping Thanos. Um, and you have Gamora telling Peter, it's like, kill me if to, to make sure Thanos doesn't learn the last gemstone's location. Mm -hmm. And then she herself, it's like she's got to make the decision with Nebula, which that's a great reveal. You think she's just strung up, and then it's, oh, she's torn apart. That was... Oh... That's called good camera work, even though most of it was computer animation. <laughs> no, still, that was a, that was like a really effective scene. Of you also get this idea um, from the first Guardians movie, or from, where they were talking about how it was like every time Nebula lost, that more of her body was replaced with cybernetics. And you get a glimpse of how that might have been happening. Right. Yeah, happening right. Um, and so Gamora's got to make the choice, and Gamora chooses to let her sister live. Um, Peter actually did have the stones to pull the trigger on Gamora, but he did. But then even, even though we already see, and of course, as you said, um, Scarlet Witch, who I still wish had gotten her own movie, um, Scarlet Witch and Vision are, like, now she's got to make that choice. Right. And most of them do make the choice to make the sacrifice for the greater good. And it's always two pairs, so it means it's a 50-50. 
Okay, um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting. See, I hadn't actually. I was thinking. I was thinking more just like in general, like where you have, um, like, like Thor makes the choice um, that essentially, if if this is going to kill me, uh, to reactivate the Star Forge or whatever to get them. But this is the only way to stop Thanos to to mind my mind. Yeah, then I never if it's going to kill me, let it kill me. I never bought the the that honestly, but then again, I mean, I I, of course, honestly, of I, he's not going to die. That right? whole segment felt like padding to me. I like that segment because you like Thor. Because I like felt, Thor. That's the, exactly. It's it a, felt incredibly padded. Like, oh, of course you, you get. Gotta do. I felt like I'm stuck in a video game where it's like, okay, let me just get done this stupid mission so I can move on to the real gameplay, and then it's like, oh no, nope, you but, gotta go do this. It's like Dark Siders three all over again, man. Well, see, Dark Siders two. I'm sorry. It's like, well, see, I, I felt like that actually. See, that was some good character stuff because you have like Rocket actually sort of shuts his mouth for once, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Teenage Groot finally wakes contributes, up and yeah. kind of finally contributes something, um, and then it was. I mean, we've kind of done this. I mean, we've kind of done this a couple of times with Thor. I feel like where it's only through suffering that Thor, Thor accomplishes anything. Thor, he proves he's worthy. Right. I mean, basically, basically, Thor is just isn't a lifetime of proving he's worthy. Right, so first he has to die uh, to protect his friends in the first Thor movie to be worthy, and then um, nothing really happens. And then in Thor Ragnarok, he basically he's defeated, and before he he realizes the power he has, and he has to destroy Asgard in order to to win. Um, never-ending sacrifice, effectively. Never, basically, never-ending sacrifice, and then he has to bear the full brunt of a star blasting him in order to reforge a, a hammer and so yeah so Thor's he's kind of been through this but anyway I, I liked but you, you you contrast that with Thanos and it's interesting because if I were to think of any of the things that are more closer to choosing to sacrifice yourself it's actually Doctor Strange because the one timeline he saw, and this is pretty much obvious at this point, because he tells Tony, like, and my friend, like, kind of hinted at me, I'm like, well, maybe, and he's like, no, it's definitely it. Um, <laughs> the, um, Doctor Strange telling Tony before he dusts away, like, this is, it had to be this way. There was no other way. There was no other way, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... He knew the timeline where he gets dusted this is probably the, the only, only one. That's the, yeah, this is the only yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Where yeah, people have been like, "Oh, why didn't Doctor Strange or why didn't we stop the Star Lord from being a douchebag?" Uh, well, apparently, this was the this is the only way. This is well, I actually thought about that in the stupid, awful like what most com- the kind of comic book nerd conversation you have that's not actually intellectual, but it's definitely overthinking. Because I was thinking about it. And even if you got the glove off, Hulk couldn't beat down the Mad Titan with one stone. Well, it was the Power Stone though? Maybe. Do you think? Do you think that? You think that Thanos goes up against Hulk without the Power Stone? He's a Titan. Why not? I mean, and he in had that, to be bad in ass Than- before he got the well, Power yeah, Stone. Yes, yes, but it's actually in the Thanos Quest comic. Thanos oh actually says 
that this is why he would never engage the whole. He's when he's actually fighting for the Power Stone. He's the, with its previous owner. He says, "This is why I would never go up against the Hulk directly without the Infinity Stones." Now, so, so hold on, hold on. Now that's great for the comics, but we already know comic rules don't entirely apply. Well, they, they, here. they don't entirely apply, but we do know that he goes for the Power Stone first, and then he goes for the Space Stone. And be- all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're, we're regardless, regardless. I don't even remember why I brought that up, but it, oh, anyway, oh, it was, well, because, it was, they, because even if they got the gauntlet off of him, it doesn't mean they could have won against Thanos. Maybe not, but you have. But then again, Doctor Strange has magic powers, so who knows? Yeah, and and it's clear that whatever Iron Man's got in that new suit is. Uh, Can I admit that I'm really tired of the ridiculousness of his suit? Like, it was fun at first when he could make a suitcase or he could just summon it and it, like, lined up with his body. But now it's like, oh, it's nanomachines. Nanomachine does not... That's not how nanotech works. It does not just magically make a suit around you. It's like the Extremis 3 armor or whatever from the comics. He has this, like, liquid, you know... Comics with uh, logic. Come on. I, I'm going to be it's, so glad when he's no longer in the movie. Plot armor. Actually, that is a question. I know. We're, I know we're trying to talk about the. Actually, okay. So before theories again, let's go. Let's let's jump back though and talk about that scene with Gamora because again, I knew this was going to happen. I knew she got tossed tossed off a cliff, and I was still like, man, like I that's a good scene. Yeah. They did a good job with like that. Like the single tear. Like, well, you could see, like, you could see on Thanos' face the moment it dawns on him what he's got to do. And it's, like, the opposite. Because it, right. it dawns on both him and Gamora at the same time. Gamora laughs. She mocks. But you could see on his face, like, oh, gosh. Like, I, I was not... Like, he was not expecting this. And then you have, um... So I had to look it up, because I'm like, Hugo Weaving said he was never doing anything like the Red Skull again. He hated that makeup stuff. So who did they get to play? It was just some random guy. Some random guy. Random guy shows up as the Red Skull, which was also a clever fake-out. Someone uh, said, oh yeah, I thought it was supposed to be... It might have been my friend Brandon again. Um, He was like, yeah, I was expecting it to be death. And I'm like, oh yeah, but it's not a woman's voice, so it's not Lady Death from Marvel. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But, as a, yeah, that whole, I mean, I guess that's what, in some ways, what the the movie is like this series of well-crafted moments, right? Yes. Lo- like, you start starting off with, like, Loki's death. And, and it jumps right into it. Like, yeah. you're already there. Like, the fight already happened. Um, half of Thor's people are dead now. Right. Um, he thinks he did a favor and it just gets right to it cuts right to the chase and I think that really is a good summary of the film is it cuts to the chase yeah it has the bare minimum amount of character interaction needed but every scene it feels like results in an action sequence every scene has to result in a fight because I'm trying to remember even some of the scenes after that because right after that we get Gwyneth Paltrow and Tony Stark well you go to Earth uh, and then we, we basically... Doctor Strange shows up. Yeah, we, yeah we get, we get And then all, it's a fight. Right. And then after that, you go to... Uh, Guardians. Wanda... Oh, no. Wanda and Vision. Wanda and Vision, and there's a fight. 
Oh, you, you might be. Or did no, you go no, to the no, Guardians, no. Thor splattering on the window? I don't Not remember the exact order, yeah. But then you sort of, you, you're right. I think I think you might have Thor, you know. So they had a little bit of a break. You had a little a bit dude. of a break in there. This is a man. <laughs> yes. No, you, know you know what? Drax, for all of his bad humor in Guardians 2, that, that made up for everything. Where it's just like, telling Peter, it's like, no, you're a dude. This is a man. I mean, he like, says it with such admiration. And it's great. It's what great. is it? How is it? There's a, he has a thing he calls him, like the angel man god or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, he, yeah he, he completely reveres this guy. Um, but, and again, it's the, the, where, where you have the moments of humor like that, it's really well. It's really well placed. Because again, like nobody makes a joke before Gamora gets tossed off a cliff. Nobody's making a joke um, when everyone's dusted, you know. Like it, the movie right. knows when to not make jokes, and the, the closest you get to a joke with the dusting is Samuel L. Jackson in the post-credit scene. Oh, oh my mother! God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and teasing that yeah, Captain Marvel's going right. to be coming in. Um, and I, again, I said, which Captain Marvel? I, I don't even know. It's obviously, it's Carol Danvers. She's well, no, the, the original one's Carol Danvers, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's the new one because it's, again, it's, it's Carol Danvers, you idiots! It's no, 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 because it's Carol Danvers. I don't know how the comics currently work, but if the movie takes place in the '90s, which I heard it does, Brie Larson's not just going to like uh, unless what does Brie Larson get launched into space and just doesn't age? I don't know. It's Captain Marvel. It's it's Carol Danvers is is the Captain Marvel because the, the oh yeah we're 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 calling on our crazy weird space beeper. We're calling a teenage girl from Camden uh, who can embiggen herself. That's that's who we're calling on our super emergency phone. I don't get what your your Kamala Khan. That's Miss Marvel. That's Miss Marvel. There's no other there, Captain Marvel. No, yeah, it's there Carol is. Danvers. There's a current Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers. Younger. Is, is the Carol current, Danvers? Current Carol Danvers is Captain Marvel. Did she de-age? She's just always been. It's it's you know it's only been 15 years since Fantastic Four number one. So it's okay. Whatever. Comic. It's Carol whatever. Danvers. Whatever. Is Ca- is Carol Danvers uh, somehow Brie Larson isn't going to age? I guess. Which I'm fine with that. I mean, I like Brie Larson. Yeah. So, can. 20 years later, she's still Brie Larson. Maybe it's because she has that. like Cree powers and Cree lived for a really long time. Okay, maybe. Um, but we'll find she's, like, out. Has Cree DNA. We'll find out. Spliced uh, or spliced or something. No, uh, actually. Okay, firstly, I did really like that. After that, it said Thanos will return. Right. That was good, but even before that, the last shot of the movie pre-credits is Thanos sitting down, and oddly enough, it's where he is at the very end of the Infinity Gauntlet comics, because um, he's just on a farm someplace, right? And it's that exact location. They they made it look as close as they could to it, and he just sits down and he feels sad. So, so you have this really bitter ending. You have this really like. Oh my goodness, half the cast is gone. Half the people of the universe. We just watched are gone. Peter like die. Nobody knows what they're gonna do. Like, especially because your most powerful characters are largely gone. With the exception of like Hulk, because but but Hulk's scared of Thanos right now. Right. Um 
So it's this really sad moment, and then he sits down and he is just at peace. And it's like, it's, it's, I, I'm sorry, that is a great way to end this film. Because it's Thanos' movie. It's yes. like, uh, it's like you ever heard, read the commentary on Paradise Lost, that the way it's written, um, it, it flips the script sort of, and Satan is actually written as the hero of Paradise Lost. Now, he's not intended by the author to actually to be the heroic, but he writes it essentially using the model of, of Satan as the hero. Interesting. Uh, and so it's basically doing the same thing there, where your your villain is essentially gets the the heroic. I'm putting that in air quotes right now. The heroic arc goes to the villain. Yeah, and considering and then, he didn't want to just murder anybody, he did want it to be like he would choose to murder people depending on the situation. But for the most part, he didn't want to just kill anybody. He did want to make it an unbiased fifty fifty. Yeah, and so he did. And he, for him, his job is done. There are now enough resources for the universe, which is, again, it is a good way of taking what his motivation was in the comic and honestly kind of making it better because it's at least for an yeah. ideal as opposed to having a really bad crush on death. Um, yeah. No, I definitely, I think that is one major improvement there over with the character. Oh, what I was saying before about, I, you know, I should have written down some names or something. But there's actually, especially in the last two, three hundred years, um, there's this long history of philosophers who have basically said, um, sort of philosophers or whatever you want to call them, that there's too many people in the world, and they've all been wrong, of course. There's too many people in the world. We need to let people die or let people starve or do other things so that we don't run out of food for the rest of the world. Um, and now and then that's where you get movements like eugenics and other things came out yeah. of Yeah, I thought it was interesting I was just going like I said going back to the commentary where it's it almost makes it a little bit scarier because you actually have these ideas and they've been around world. for a while and yeah, they've been around for a long time that we need to kill people or let people die or prevent people from having babies so that we don't run out of resources in the world um, and here Thanos almost comes off as reasonable compared to some of these people, uh, whatever, well, because... Because if you detach emotion, if you, right. if you take the most cold and logical perspective, I mean, it's the swiftest, most efficient way to right. solve the problem. Yes. Is it a good way to solve the problem? No. That's where, you know, you start asking questions which, and moral and ethics come in. Yeah. Which brings us, I think, to theories about how this is going to go in the next one. Now, I have a crazy theory. I have a crazy Thanos theory for Avengers 4. If Are you expecting them to keep with the comics, how the comics say... No. He, well, at the very least, that he is always the reason for his own defeat. His reason, he wants uh, right. to fail. Is is that why? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little different with that. Take with that. Okay. So here's here's what I am envisioning happening in the next 
uh, in the next movie. And then this is, I'm going to be, this is my totally far out, totally going to be wrong theory, but I love it anyway, and I'm going to tell everyone I can. Just like Obi-Wan being raised, uh, raised dad? Yes. But <laughs> this is even more far out than that. Thanos is going to, it's going to basically, what's going to happen is going to build up to a fight with Thanos. The fight with Thanos is going to happen. Thanos is going to win. But then he's going to say something to the effect of, um, you were right. He's going to tell the Avengers that they were right. This hasn't worked. And we need to undo this. And then Thanos is going to work with the Avengers to undo the snap. No. It's literally the most shocking thing that could happen in that movie. But that doesn't always mean it's a good idea. Well, no, it's not a good idea. I mean, I'm open to the idea that he somehow sees what he's done is... has failed. Being forced to face failure, I can see that, but at the same time... That's, uh... Because it would be... What are you going to do with them? This is a character that you're going to end up having to kill. Or maybe he... In attempting to rewrite reality... Is somehow lost in the multiverse or something like that. Mm. You can just kind of write him out of... Existence, sort of. But in such a way that... If you really want to, you could bring him back. I actually do like the idea, though, of him. You want to, because if you, if we want to make a reason that only some characters come back, you'd need to either give the gauntlet to a certain character that has no interest in saving Loki, Gamora, or uh, uh, what the his his name, uh, Heimdall. Heimdall, or it is a choice by Thanos. As he destroys the Infinity Gauntlet or something. Like, I would not be surprised if after this the Infinity Gauntlet is destroyed itself. Yeah, sure I, I'm assuming that they're not going to want to um, bring the Infinity Stones, Infinity Gauntlet, anything else into the next phase of Marvel movies. No, they want to. They they want to close that book and be done with that. Now, at this point, a lot of people, like myself, are expecting Tony Stark to die, but that's one of the reasons that I'm starting to wonder, are, are they actually going to do it? Because on one hand, they're setting himself to be married and all this other stuff. Are they actually going to do it? And another I... question is, can you believe a character like Tony Stark would realistically be able to step away from the Iron Man suit? Maybe that, like, I'm wondering if that's part of the point that they're trying to raise. He's got, he, even though he had the generator taken out of him, taken out of him, he still carries one. Well, would that be, wouldn't that sort of be the, I mean, basically the arc ends in one of two ways. Tony sacrifices himself for the, the greater good and dies a hero as Iron Man. And Gwyneth Paltrow is very sad. Or... He, um, he survives, he wins, whatever, and then he does the hardest thing for him to do, which is give up being Iron Man. Uh, so I think, 
I think you're gonna get you're, you have to go. That's basically the only two ways to go with him. And you're obviously not going to continue with Tony Stark as Iron Man in the next set of movies. I don't think that happens. No, 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 no. Especially because I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is interested. Right. Um, do we believe? I do believe Captain America is going going to die. Wait, was Steve that Rogers, because Steve Rogers right. would never give up being Captain America unless he were to die. Right, I, I agree with that. Steve Rogers is probably your most likely casualty, I mean, especially because you have two characters already introduced that have carried the shield in the comics, being Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. Yes, and not even just that, for the interest of character archetype, Doctor Strange is the new Tony Stark. And Black Panther is the new Captain America. They fulfill the same general mm-hmm. character roles in the Avengers. Sort of the moral, the the like super genius, um, different kinds of roles. But yeah, the super genius and the morally grounded, the the strong moral center, basically. Yes, um, the one very much guided by principles, and yeah. uh, a, at the very least, a loyalty to a nation. If not, you know, loyalty to the world as a whole. Because well, I think I think that's kind of the end of Black Panther, though, isn't it? It's they open that, up to the world. That, that, well, but he's still patri- he is a patriot of the, Wakanda. Right, he's the he's the king of Wakanda. But there's sort of the that right. That we're all in this together. We're all one one world, one people, one. So that is going to be Avengers Group Two is the best way to put it. Um, but. I don't know. Like I, honestly, I don't, I don't. I don't really. The only prediction I have about the second film is that it's going to be a lot more conversation and discussion. And in some ways, you might view it as one last hurrah of laughs and 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 just because it's it's the old guard are left, and that's right. where I'm partially disappointed that all the new guys are the ones that got dusted. Like, okay, yeah, they've got movies to make. At the same time, with this film being all fights, you don't have... It would have been nice to see Spider-Man interact with Hulk more. It would have been nice to see Spider-Man interact with just anyone more. But, I mean... You you don't have the same pairings, and granted, there's too many characters now, and you really do need to have a bunch of them retire if you're going to keep going forward. You can't have every movie with, like, two dozen characters, three dozen characters, uh, three dozen characters and keep going on. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's only so much you can do. There are all these sort of like dream combinations. I, I kind of like where they're going with it though. Is that right? That you're going to have basically, you're going to go back a step to the original Avengers or Age of Ultron, where this is a movie focused on the original team. Hawkeye is obviously going to show up. I'm assuming that Hawkeye's entire family got dusted. Um. Oh, that's going to be the that catalyst. could give impetus, yeah. Right. I, actually, my really my my biggest hope and dream. I don't know why this is my biggest hope and dream, other than than Thanos telling the Avengers that they were right and helping them do that. It ain't going to work that way. It is. Um, <laughs> is that at the end in the post credit scene for Ant Man and the Wasp? Um, that Hawkeye shows up and is like, no, 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 no. That they that. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Scott Lang and the girl 
the, the new Wasp. What's your What's your name in the movie? Oh Asking. God, I don't remember either one of the Hope names. Hope Van Dyne. That Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, that they get dusted, and Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne suit up for Avengers Four. So you think in the next movie they're going to find Ant-Man Janet and the Wasp? Yeah, they're going to. Of course, they're going to find Janet in the next movie. Because they, you haven't seen the shows that we opened up the quantum realm when we let her out. Why are they opening up the quantum realm? To save Janet. Sure, whatever. So you're gonna Other get... than the fact that that's... Isn't that what he did the last movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're, they're gonna save Janet. That's Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's gonna be Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought they already confirmed Paul Rudd for the next movie. Well, yeah, he's gonna come back. But Ant-Man and oh, the Wasp. Oh, okay, okay, fine. All right, well, we'll find out a year from now. Well, anyway, less than so a year from I have... So, so Chris has, like, general sane thoughts on things. I have <laughs> insane theories, like, that they're going to dust the two younger characters to let the two old people... But come on, come on. You need Hank Pym. If you're going to do the original Avengers lineup, right? You do the original... Who's the original Avengers lineup? In the movies, not Hank Pym. Well, Hank Pym is the original Avenger. Okay? <laughs> it's not going to work that way. They're not going to do it. They're Michael not. Douglas. It is Michael Douglas, right? It's Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas is going to be the one that gets dusted. Is it, is it Michelle Pfeiffer or something that's con- confirmed or something that was, or that was rumored to be cast as, as Janet Van Dyne? Dude, I don't know. I, I haven't been paying that much attention. I don't know if I'm going to see that movie. You're gonna see it. I don't know. Well, maybe. I mean, I got Movie Pass now, so it's like, oh, it's effectively free. Right. Oh, you mean Ant Man and the Wasp? Because you're gonna see them in Avengers Four because they're gonna be seeing, suit up and join. I will be seeing Avengers: Infinity War Part Two, whatever they call it. I, I'm, I'm hoping for Four Avengers. Why? What? You know what? That's the end. That's the, we're done. We're done <laughs> like, this episode. Like, we are like, done this episode. Yet, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. Shut up. Fit four stick. That was your idea, wasn't it? <laughs> and then you can do it on assemble too. Four Avengers. Four assemble. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Check out Facebook.com slash RamblePack64, no C. YouTube.com slash RamblePack64, no C. Uh, Gamertagged.net. And go to The Prog Mind for Steve. That is P-R-O-G, Prog, not the country. The, um, the city. city, whatever. City. Come on. Come on. I, I'm awful at that kind of stuff. <laughs> Geography. I got an American education. Come on. Um, and theories. And th- so, all right. That that's enough from us. This is went long enough. And Chris has to pay me a hundred dollars if if either of my theories are correct. No, I don't. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.